I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello and welcome to episode six of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Dean, of course, and we have a very spooktacular Halloween episode for you all today. As if the first five episodes haven't been horrifying enough, we're going to talk to a few psychics. We're going to, I don't know, better understand maybe where my future is headed. We're going to talk to the producer, Mark's mother-in-law, who, according to him, is just not my biggest fan. And so we're going to get that unique perspective. Um, It's going to be fun. We're going to dive in a little bit more into all that kind of stuff. I personally am a bit of a, a skeptic when it comes to psychics, so it'll be an interesting conversation to have with all of them. But... I think we're going to start off by talking to Sandy. Again, Mark, the producer's mother, uh, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Right. My wife's mother. I mentioned to her that, oh, I've been doing some podcasts because she loves everything Bachelor. Uh-huh. She and her mother, who's 86, they watch The Bachelor every week together and The Bachelorette and Paradise. They love it all. So I said, oh, do you know Dean? She goes, oh, oh, I don't like Dean. <laughs> well, I think you should talk to Dean because I think he's a nice guy. He could maybe win you over. And she said that would be fine. And and when I walked in, Mark uh, mentioned that his step or his mother in law, Sandy, has been writing down questions as each with each passing day to yes. ask me. So He's taking notes, all the things she wants to tell you. So, tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna get Sandy on the phone. I'm a little uh, concerned with the questions that she might have, but I'm excited to speak with her. If she's anything, I mean, I can only imagine the type of woman that you would marry is an incredible woman, and the mother to raise that woman is obviously going to be great as well. Wow. So. Hello. Hi, Sandy. Hi. Hey, it's Dean. How are you? I'm fine. Is now a good time for you to talk? It is. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to jump on the phone. You're welcome. So I understand, Sandy, that you're not my biggest fan. I am not. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, the deal is I don't miss any bachelors, bachelorettes, or bachelor in paradise, or... Anything. The Bachelor Pad. I've watched them all. Great. Okay. Um, If I had a daughter, well, I do have a daughter, but she's married to Mark. But I mean, if I had a little daughter, I would say, stay clear away from Dean. Why? Because of Bachelor in Paradise. The way you treated Christine and I thought was awful. So what specifically do you think I did that you didn't like? Well, the fact that in the beginning, you seemed great with her. You mm-hmm. seemed like a real cute couple. Yeah. Then after that, when Danielle came on the scene, um, you were giving Christine the cold shoulder, but you weren't really telling her, hey, I'm really into Danielle now. So, you know, you should have cut off Christine completely mm-hmm. and went that. for Danielle okay. or you should have not pursued Danielle while you were still pursuing Christine. Sure. And of course, looking back and, and watching that all played back, uh, I, I'm recognizing a lot of the faults that I had throughout the, the process of paradise. Um, I do want to say that there were some things that maybe were omitted from, from airing that. Okay. M- that, that might've, I, I probably can agree with that. But of course that's no, that's no excuse by any means. You know, I, I definitely was acting like an throughout the entire time on paradise and i regret all of that but what i can do with that moving forward is i'm I'm continuously learning and growing from that and this podcast is very helpful and and obviously your feedback is incredibly helpful too so is is that the the sole reason that you 
have this strong distaste for me is, yes. is the whole paradise situation. Yes. Like when Mark said, oh, I've talked to Ben and I've talked to um, Ashley, I and blah, 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 and Dean, I said, oh, I don't like Dean. He's a player. And um, he said, oh, really? So how would you like to talk to him? And I said, I would. I would like to. So anyway, what do you think you could have done differently on Paradise? I think you nailed it on the head. I think I should have been much more direct with my feelings for both of them. Um, It was difficult for me because, I mean, the fact of the matter is I just like two people at the same time. And I wasn't necessarily sure how to move forward from there. And, and of course, you know, I'm not making excuses for my actions whatsoever. Right. Well, that happens to a lot of people on Bachelor where, especially when they're down to their last two or three, it's like they are in love with both people, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have to make this major decision. But um, I've got another question. Have you been in a serious relationship before Bachelor? I've been in serious relationships before. And... How long? Um, they're, they usually hover around a year. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to have me on any more Bachelor shows to see if I've improved at all, but at least you can subscribe to the podcast and listen. Yeah, I and, can. And you and you have Mark here to kind of give you uh, maybe like a synopsis of each week. but Yes, I do. I feel like, Sandy, I feel like with you I have a long way to go. Um, what do you do on a typical date? On a typical date? Mm-hmm. Oh, um... I don't know. I like to keep things light. I like to go out and have like do fun activities. Go karting. That's that's one of my go tos. Where um where do you live? I live in Venice, California. And have you always lived there? No, but I lived here for two years. And what do you do for work? I'm a recruiter. For for like startup companies. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And uh it's no problem for you to go on Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise and still maintain your job? Well, that's part of it. I'm, I'm currently in the midst of a sabbatical right now because of the show. Um, but it's a lot of self-discovery that I'm going through right now. So I think it's definitely I'm, – I'm investing in myself right now. And I think that's what I'm trying to, to take away from all of this is, is betterment of self, right? Yep. Do you talk to Christine or Danielle these days? Um. Yes, I, I, Christine and I have remained friendly. You know, we, we, we talk about quite a few things. I don't know. It's, it's hard because you know, first of all, she lives all the way across the country. Um, there's obviously a clear. Where does she live? Texas. No, she lives in Lexington, Kentucky, but she's moving to Nashville. Okay. Soon. So there's, there's a lot that we have to work on, and it's, it became very obvious, you know, watching it back through the show. Um, but I think we owe it to each other to be civil with each other and, you know, work through our feelings, uh, whether it's platonically or romantically, whatever it is. Um, do you think you'll be dating her again? I don't really think it's up for me to decide. You know, at the end of the day, she was the one that was kind of slighted by me. And it's really up to her to decide whether or not she feels comfortable with something like that. Okay. But Sandy, so you've been over married for over 40 years, right? Yes. So do you have any advice on how to make a relationship work for me? Um, honesty is one of the big things. Uh Respect is another big thing. Um, hmm. Because 40 years, I mean, that's, that's no small amount of time. You know, you're, you and your husband, I'm sure are doing something right. I'm sure you're probably doing basically everything right. But so honesty, respect. 
Yeah, I'd say those are two of the biggest things uh-huh. and kind of always see what your partner is feeling and, you know, help them in any way you can. And, you know, it's a two-way street, you know. Um, if they're doing something that really bugs you, let them know. Don't just keep holding it in and holding it in and holding it in because right. apologies don't mean anything unless you have actions to back them up. See, and that's something I'm personally working on too is expressing my um, concern about certain things because normally I would just kind of like sit back and let the let the, yep. the let the negativity unfold. But what I'm working on now is is kind of speaking up and and expressing that. I um, know in the very beginning you had trouble with opening up at all. Oh, I mean. It's still. It's that not, was well. A lot of guys do. Yeah, it's it's just something that I've never really necessarily taken into my own hands to 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 work on. But now I finally have this this opportunity to do that. But Sandy, when when you first met Mark, did you like him? No. Well, no. I did not like him, but he was eight years or nine years older than my daughter. Right. She was. 17 or 18 18, at the time. 18 please. Okay. <laughs> she was young, and he had really long hair. And I remember he parked right at the end of our driveway. Uh-huh. And I thought, looking out the window, I can't tell which one of them is driving because his hair is as long as hers. <laughs> and uh, she had really long hair. And... Um, I know that she said, well, I said something about us meeting him, and she said, well, we're not going to the prom. That's what he said. Like, we don't like we don't need to meet him kind of thing. And I'm thinking, she's 18, you know? Yeah. So uh, I kind of uh, freaked out at that. So how long- I, it's not that I didn't like him. I really liked him once we got to meet him, but I didn't like his attitude of, well, I don't need to meet the parents. I'm 26 or mm-hmm. whatever age he was, and... You know, I mean, he, I understand where he was coming from, but, you know, I mean, she's my daughter, and of course. I, you know, was concerned about the age difference, basically. So how long did it take you f- to warm up to him? Oh, not long. No? No. Once we met him, and he came for dinner, and then it was, you know, it was great. Like, I tell people now... I've got a son who's married as well, and I tell people I couldn't have picked better mates for my kids than they picked for themselves. Oh, I love that. So. I mean, it's it's what, 15 years later? 15 married, 20 together. 15 married, 20 together, right. So it's really hard to even say anything other than positive things about that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, all right, Sandy, do you have any parting words of wisdom for me here? Because I know I, I feel like it's not going to take just one conversation to convince you that I'm I'm trying to improve and I'm 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 working on it but do you have any parting words of advice anything like that that you can use for me to to maybe be just a better person in relationships moving forward Um I think just basically the honesty is a big thing um if you lie to a girl and she knows you've lied to her then she can't trust you uh-huh. and if she can't trust you trust is like everything if she can't trust you then you might as well just give it up so um, you definitely want to keep things on the up and up and keep things open mm-hmm. and, um, you know, talk. Right. Don't, don't just, you know, go into a different room and shut off and, you know, that's not going to help anybody. Right. 
song. Well, honesty is very important to me too. And and although it might not have seen like that throughout Bachelor in Paradise, I do. I, I'm a big advocate of the fact that you know if you're always honest with your partner, you you're you're going to allow them to love you for who you are instead of this this fabrication that you keep you know kind of lying about. So I went in with the method with the mindset of saying I'm going to be brutally honest at every moment. Um, you know, if I like another girl, I'm going to be upfront about that. But I again, watching it back, I can see how. Maybe they, it, it was versions of the truth, and it wasn't the total truth. And that's that's kind of what I think I personally have to work on is just yeah, 100% honest. With, with not only Treat a girl like a princess. Mark does that with Amy. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for calling in. Um, I hope for my sake and for, for your sake that I can get better at these relationships and continue to work on them. Well, good. I'm glad you're working on it. Well, have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you for letting me hang out with Mark every Monday. I really do appreciate it. Okay, no problem. All right, have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, well, that didn't go quite as well as I expected it to go. (laughs) I know Mark told me his uh, mother-in-law wasn't the biggest fan, but she clearly, now, clearly to me, is definitely not the biggest fan. But I understand that. That's kind of just, uh, I, I brought this upon myself. You know, at this point, what I need to improve is time and speaking of time (laughs) let me tell you guys about these movement watches that are just fantastic so movement is a watch company i'm sure you guys have seen your friends wearing them your parents wearing them people on the street wearing them you've seen me wear them on my instagram posts basically what movement is is a a watch company but they create affordable watches for the the fashion forward yet cost savvy consumer, which is me, which is great. So you you can buy movement watches basically starting just right around $95. Um, if you were to go to a department store, you're probably looking to spend like four to $500 on a similar styled and quality watch. But the best thing about them is, is most of their bands are interchangeable. Their faces are interchangeable. They are, are super unique. So if you see someone wearing them, you're pretty much able to spot it right away. Unlike, you know, a lot of the generic watches out there. Um, so like I said, you can get movement watches starting at just $95, but if you go to movement.com slash help, you can get 15% off with free shipping and free returns. So, you know, just because you like the way it looks doesn't mean you like the way it feels. If you go and order it, you can return it, swap it out for free, uh, find the watch that fits you perfectly. And again, if you go to movement.com slash help, you can get 15% off any of their watches, which start at just $95. The one that I'm wearing right now, the one that I wear most often is this, it's like an American striped band with like a silver bullet face. It's pretty cool. It's got like red, white, and blue on it. Um, it's nice because it's like, it, it goes with a lot of outfits. It's fun to wear. I get compliments on it basically wherever I go. So again, go to movement.com slash help. You get 15% off any of your orders, free shipping, free returns. Pretty hard to beat that. Movement.com slash help. That's movement.com slash H-E-L-P. All right, so now I'm going to pass it over to uh, to the producer, Mark. He is going to be reading one of our listeners' emails that we asked last week. This is from Kelsey. She has a question for you about ghosting. Okay. Hey, Dean, I have a question for you. I keep getting ghosted. My friends all tell me that I'm just picking the wrong guys. But seeing as I'm the common denominator, I have to own my part in it. My question for you, Dean, is this. If you were to ghost a girl without any explanation, any reason, any argument, etc., what would your reason for doing so be, Kelsey? Well, Kelsey, great question. Um, I also kind of appreciate how you flip it back around on yourself because 
your friends seem to think it's the guys that you choose, but I guess it's it's you that's choosing those guys. So I honestly, I, I almost kind of want to take your friend's position on this one. I don't necessarily think it could be anything you're doing wrong. Maybe it's just if what you're doing is attracting a certain type of person that's going to be ghosting you. I think at the end of the day, the reason a guy ghosts a girl is because they don't necessarily see a future there with them, and they don't have the wherewithal to tell that person that they don't see that future because it 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 can be a tough conversation to have. I'm one that likes to avoid difficult conversations, and I, th- I think it, it it comes from a good place, right? Like they're they're doing it thinking that they're doing the right thing but in all honesty you on the other side of it are experiencing it very negatively and it sucks I've, I've talked to some girls that I used to date in the past who I admittedly have ghosted and an open and honest conversation about why and how I did that coming back from them you know obviously it doesn't feel good but I think the the one thing that you can do I, I honestly I you just need to find an older man, maybe. I think that's really what it boils down to a lot of the time is a lot of young guys in their early to mid-20s are scared to have difficult difficult conversations because they're not necessarily um, used to having to deal with those hardships like head on. But uh, an older man has been through that process and brings you the ringer a few times. Um, of course, you'll have your you know your, your instances where there's a younger guy who's willing to, to kind of have that difficult conversation, even if he doesn't like you. And, and I mean... It's, I don't even know. I'm just rambling at this point, I feel like. But Kelsey, I think that you don't necessarily have to change anything about yourself. Maybe just increase your uh, your barometer for what you think is, is useful to you in a relationship. You know, increase your standard for, for finding a guy. Don't necessarily just fall into the trap and, um, you know, be interested in the first guy that shows you any attention because typically those are the ones that are going to ghost you, I think. Raise the bar. That's good advice. Yes. Question. If you've hooked up with somebody, does that make ghosting more likely or less likely? Hook up how? Like hooked up, hooked up. Does that make it more of a connection so you feel more of an obligation to have the conversation? Or does it make it even more difficult and more likely to ghost? I think that once you hook up with someone, more emotions get involved, which, again, is the root cause for any ghosting, I think, is to to spare both parties the emotions. And that's at least the central thought behind it. Um, so Kelsey, to your point, maybe, I don't know if you're hooking up with these guys that are ghosting you, but I would say stop hooking up with them. You know, maybe spend a little bit more time with them, go on a few more dates, build that emotional connection before you build the physical one. I personally think that that would help limit the ghosting, if not reduce it entirely. Um, and I mean, for, for, I can only imagine, you know, you get much more emotionally connected after physically connecting with someone as well. So it gets you, it, it builds you up to be broken down a little bit more as well if you get ghosted. Um, that's my advice. That's actually a great, great point, Mark. Maybe maybe take a little bit more time before you begin the, the physical side of your relationship and build on the, maybe the friendly or the emotional side of it first. Did you know that Ashley I was talking about you? Um, I, I mean... No. This, this was on the Almost Famous podcast. Would you like to hear what she said about you? Yeah, let's hear it. Because we'd like to hear your response to this. Okay. I learned this firsthand um, just by being friends with Dean. Dean told me that he has never once asked a girl out. He has never, he'll never ask them to hang out. He'll like, he will never assume that 
they are into him. He needs to be like totally convinced by the woman that they are into him first before he does anything. Okay, so well, thank you, Ashley. I don't know, if thank you, but to set the rec- <laughs> to set the record straight, I definitely have asked girls out before. It's definitely not a common occurrence for me, though. To her point, um, I think that what Ben is saying is is I do have a very distinct fear of rejection, and I think that's kind of where that stems from. Is I'm I'm comfortable with being friends with someone for as long as it takes for them to feel comfortable to ask me out sort of thing, because I don't necessarily like to put myself out there just to be let down. And I don't th- necessarily think it's a positive quality to have. Um, I think that when it comes to relationships or at least like a pursuit of a relationship, I definitely, I find it hard to make that first move and, and kind of break through that wall of going from friends to, to, to more than that. Um, and I think I've noticed myself getting a little bit better with age, but looking back at like 24 year old Dean, like when I was on like Bumble or something like that, I would never, I would never be the one that was like, all right, let's meet up and let's grab drinks. It was always a, a conversation that I allowed to just kind of continue flowing until that other person felt comfortable enough to, to kind of prop, uh, propose the idea. Um, and I think that's what I, the, the conversation that I've had with Ashley and I kind of, you know, especially talking to some of my friends who are girls who are on those types of apps or who have been in the dating pool, all that kind of stuff. I think the constant theme that I continuously see with them is they're always saying that guys assume or guys are getting so far ahead of themselves and they're like, all right, two texts into a conversation of just meeting someone. They're saying, let's go get drinks or let's go, you know, back to my house and watch Netflix or something like that. And I strive to be kind of the opposite of that. I want to 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 be the the antithesis of the the common dater in that sense where it's like, I don't want to make the girl feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't want the girl to be put in a spot where she has to make a decision um, based on limited information. So that's kind of where I was coming from with all that. That fear of rejection is causing real problems with young women, if I may. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> when I talk to women, their biggest complaints are guys don't ask you out anymore. Really? There was a time when they would. They don't anymore because of the fear of rejection. Okay. Guys won't make plans. Guys won't call it a date. They'll call it a hang. They'll call it a group hang. They'll just make it so noncommittal that they can't be rejected. I can understand that. I can empathize with that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, speaking from experience, it, it definitely alleviates a lot of the pressure of what a typical, I guess, date would look like. Um, I mean, I've been on both sides of it. You know, I, I like I said, I've definitely asked girls on dates before. It's not, I, I'm not saying that I haven't. Um, I also have asked girls on like maybe more like friendly type excursions with multiple friends around that way. Everyone's a little bit more comfortable. There's a little bit less of a, of a possibility of rejection. Um, if and when rejection does come, you can be like, oh, that's my friend's fault. Or like, oh, uh, it just didn't work necessarily with it within the friend group. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Dating sucks. <laughs> the good news is we have psychics coming up that can tell you why you're so afraid of rejection. I'm excited to uh, speak with the psychics. Again, I'm a bit of a skeptic. Um, uh, my girl... My girlfriend from a few years ago was big into like palm reading and psychics and all that kind of stuff, and she tried to get me a go to go a few times, and I, I never went. So uh, I've never never actually spoken with a psychic before. And what's funny is I know a few of the girls from Nick's season when they were in New Orleans, they went to to a psychic as well. Um, and I just kind of always have scoffed at it. So it'll be interesting to see what they have to say. Speaking of going on dates, I know a lot of my friends. And basically, I feel like just everyone in general, one of their favorite seasons always seems to be autumn. And what better way to ring in everyone's favorite season than with the FabFitFun box? Because 
what they do is they tailor boxes specifically for whatever season it is. So, you know, now that autumn is coming up, they're going to include incredible things like the uh, the Rose Black Fold Over Clutch, the Sterling Forever Wishbone Necklace, the Sponge Gel Body Wash with Infused Buffer and French Lavender, which just smells like fall, the My Tag Along Skipping Rope. Let's see what else. The, the Marrakesh Leave-In Treatment and Detangler for all of those tangled hairs that you get in, in, in uh, the fall and What's great about FabFitFun is at such a low cost of $49.99 per three months, per season, basically, you're getting a box that's valued at over $200. But if you use my code DEAN at FabFitFun.com, instead of paying $49.99 for your first box, you're going to be paying $39.99. And again, you're getting a box worth over $200 with perfectly curated content for the season that you're in. So, you know, I think the last one came with a scarf as well. That was maybe the, the the coziest thing I've ever worn. They have scents and lotions and all that kind of stuff that coincide with the time of year that it is. And if you go to fabfitfun.com and use my code DEAN, you can get $10 off your box. So for $39.99, you're getting a box valued at over $200. It's funny, actually, my brother texted me a, a couple days ago and was like, hey, I keep hearing about this FabFitFun box. I really want to get one for my girlfriend. And um, I was super encouraging of it because I think at the end of the day, every girl is going to be able to use every single product in that box and it's, it's an incredible value. So why not go ahead and do it? So go to fabfitfun.com, use my code Dean, get $10 off. You won't regret it. All right. So at the top of the episode, we talked about how we'll be bringing in a few psychics to, to discuss relationships, um, maybe just what my future holds, whatever. We're going to take some callers and have some conversations about that as well. So to start off, we're speaking with Psychic Danny, who is on the line now. Danny, are you there? Oh. Danny, are you there? Yes, this is Dean. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. You're already psychic. You already knew who it was. Exactly. <laughs> um, great. So, Danny, so you're a psychic, right? So what, maybe what's the proper word to explain what you do? Um, you can call me a psychic. That's fine. Some people think it's kind of kitschy and don't like to use the word. What but... do you prefer? I'm fine with it. Okay. I don't mind it at all. Gotcha. All right, so Danny. Do you do you mind talking about your gift a little bit? How how did you come to to find that you're able to do this? Was it something you you've had since a child? Is it something that you've kind of learned how to do over time? Well, it's kind of a combination of both. You know, I always knew something was up. Like I just sort of knew things. I never had visions or heard voices or anything like that. So I, until I got older, I didn't really recognize that psychic ability could come in through sensing. It's called clairsentience, and that's what I do. It comes in as sort of a knowing, and as I got older, I just developed it and honed it more. Got it. So what type of training have you had? Is it all personal training? Do you... Yeah, it's just through using it. I haven't gone to any sort of develop your psychic abilities sort of classes or anything. Awesome. So for people for people that are skeptical, and I'll admit I'm a bit of a skeptic myself, is there anything that you can say to them that might make them more open to the idea of, of this? Not really, just that if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, that's fine, too. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm a healthy skeptic as well. Yeah. I think... You know, unfortunately, we have these charlatans that have gone around for years with the neon psychic palm in their right. window that have taken advantage of people. But everybody has psychic ability. It's not all that mystical, you know? It's just a matter of honing in on it. Exactly. I mean, we've all had when we think of our friend or something, and then all of a sudden they call. Right. 
I mean, that's psychic ability. Yeah, of course, of course. So, so do you ever use your your psychic ability to help people with their relationships, or what do you typically pertain your your abilities to? It's usually relationships, money, work, the, the typical stuff that most people want to know. Right. I do a little bit of medium work. It's not my area of expertise, but I, people have come through who have passed on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gotcha. Well, so. Danny, we have some callers calling in to ask about relationships, some of their questions, and we want to focus on that for the for the remainder of the segment. Is that okay with you? That's fine with me. All right. Well, well, Danny, what do you what do you have to say about me? What kind of senses are you getting from me in regards to my dating and my relationships? Well, is there anything specific you want to know? We can go on for hours about just stuff I pick up. Yeah. First and foremost, am I ever going to figure this thing out? Uh, figure dating out? Yeah. Well, you need a little bit of help in that area. Well, that's why we have you calling in. <laughs> okay. Where do you feel that you're blocked, or do you just have no idea? I think that I'm I'm just across the board working on everything, so I, I don't think there's one specific area. Maybe communication. I, I, I tend to be hesitant to open up a little bit, but yeah. I think we all have room for improvement, me more so than most people. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't think you should be dating. I think you should be doing group activities where you meet people. Okay. <laughs> You're not meeting the right kind of women. You, your picker is off, if that makes any sense to you. I understand the, the group settings. Maybe keep it a little bit lighter, uh, a little bit less fear of rejection if you do something like that, too, which is always good. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you need a woman who's gentle and introspective and kind the way that you are. Well, not some sort of Hollywood showy, superficial girl. Right. You need somebody with depth. Yeah, I, I can I can understand that. I think that... They're hard to find these days. They're, they're, you know, especially in Los Angeles, there are maybe not so many of them. But Absolutely. I lived there for a year, so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, so do you have like a timeline for me or anything like that? Are you able to kind of see anything like that? Maybe give me like a, a, a rough approximation of when you think things might fall into place for me? Give me a moment here. Let me tune in. You know, timing is very iffy with a reading right. because we all have free will and things happen the way that we're supposed that they're supposed to. But the thing is, you know, you're not really ready yet. It's going to take about two and a half years where you feel confident enough to attract the type of woman you need. I'm not saying that you're not going to date or that you're not going to meet some nice girls, but you want something of substance. I don't see you as the dating type of person. I see you as somebody who's going to settle down and create a life with somebody. I mean, that's what I want to do. Okay, that's not going to come for about two and a half years, but you're not ready for it anyway. That's part of the reason it's not happening for you. Yeah, two and a half years, I'll be right around 29 years old. I think that just in terms of timeline for for life, it it makes sense to to kind of be more right around there, early 2020-ish. And you're going to have more confidence then. Yeah, which I, I think I could definitely benefit from. All right, so, Danny, we're going to start taking some phone calls from um, some listeners and maybe see if we can help them, okay? Absolutely. All right, so we, right now we have Mandy calling from Austin, Texas. Okay. Hi. Mandy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I have Psychic Danny on the line right now. She's going to help with your question. Do you mind asking the question? Sure. Um, well, my boyfriend and I were doing pretty well. And um, we've been talking about marriage, so I'm just wondering, like, is that in the future? <laughs> um, what's your boyfriend's name, Mandy? His name is Tyler. 
Okay, and how long have you been together? Uh, we'll be actually a year in next month. Okay, give me just a moment here. He feels young. You know, it, it feels as though he is very much in love with you and he would like to marry you eventually. But he's mm-hmm. young. You know, is this the first boyfriend that you've had? No. Okay, give me just a moment here. Strong possibility you'll marry, but it's going to take a while. I'd give it about five years. Ooh, that's a long time. Mandy, do you have, do you have the patience to wait for five years? I, I, I do. I mean, he's obviously pretty special to me. And like, I have a really strong connection that I have with him than with past boyfriends. And I don't know. I'm for some reason I feel very patient and kind of confident in what we have. That's and so five years doesn't bother me. That's good. Which and, is odd. <laughs> and no, absolutely. And if you love him, I think that you'll find a way to make it work, right? And if I don't know if it's you that wants to wait five years or him that wants to wait five years, but at the end of the day, it sounds like you really genuinely love him, which is absolutely what you want. Yeah. I mean, like, we're obviously there are, you know, aspects that we have in our lives and we're still trying to figure it out. But, you know, um, last night we were talking about it, actually. He was like, when do you want to get married? And hmm. I mean... It's kind of a hard question to answer because there's just so many things to think about. Going on. 2022 is going uh, to be a good year. I can already sense it. Mandy, we're going to call you back in five years, and we're going to get to the bottom of this, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so, I'll, thank I'll you so much for calling. All right. Great. Thank you great. so much, Dean. All right, bye. Bye. All right. So next, Danny, we're going to have Chantel in Kansas. Okay. Chantel, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hi. So I have Danny, the psychic, on the line. Um, Chantel, do you mind asking her your question? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, so I'm not currently in a relationship, but I mean, I'm looking and keeping my options open, mm-hmm. but the guy that, the guy that I like is interested in one of my friends. So I guess I'm kind of just wondering like what my dating life is going to look like because <laughs> right now it's insane and non-existent. Okay. Give me just a moment, Chantel. Okay. feels like you need to focus on study for a while. It does feel like you're going to have about three or four guys circling you within the next year or two. Ooh, Chantel. There's one one that's very, very special, but you need to take the time to get to know him because he's hard to get to know. Excuse me. But you're going to know right off the bat that he's the one that you really want to spend time with as opposed to the other three that are circling. Okay. Will it turn into marriage? I'm not sure. Okay, that's awesome. But you, but that you need to that actually makes sense. And you need to, but you need to focus on study. Don't let the relationships get in the way of that, okay? Okay. That's awesome because I'm a nursing student, so... <laughs> Perfect. (laughs) Chantel, that's the perfect career for you, by the way. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Chantel, well, thank you so much for calling in. I hope that helped. No problem. Thank you, Dean. All right, have a great day. You too. Bye. All right, Danny, we have another one. We're going to go over to Heather in St. Louis, and that was a spot-on reading, by the way. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hey, Heather, it's Dean. Are you there? Oh, 
Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Wow, I can't believe I am on your podcast. I was literally just listening to it. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for calling in. We also have Psychic Danny on the line, okay? She's going to be able to help you with okay. your question. Okay, sweet. So do you, do you mind asking so, her what the question is? Yeah, okay. So my question is, how do you know, like, when that you, like, just shouldn't be in the relationship and that it's just not working out anymore? And if that person doesn't want it to work out? Well, first of if all, that makes asking sense. the question, you already know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess so, but it's just a very complicated situation, and it's, I just, like, don't understand, like, how he's thinking. Well, I'll tell you what, Heather. Ask yourself this. Does it feel toxic to you? Well, my friends would say that it's toxic, but, like, when I'm in there, like, it's not even a relationship anymore. It's just very, like, on and off and, like, not overall probably a great situation to be in. But, like, when we're together, it's, like, nothing else matters. Yeah, that's lust. That's not love. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't mean lust just necessarily in a physical, sexual sense, but, I mean, in general. Mm-hmm. Because we were such, like, great friends before, like, anything happened. And so then the reason that we ended was because we didn't want to lose our friendship. No, if it was the right relationship, the friendship would have blossomed more. This isn't mm-hmm. the right guy for you. And, I, and again, the simple fact that you're asking the question, you already know what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah, you two just aren't right for each other. And actually, to tell you the truth, it feels like you'll, you'll remain friends and it's going to renew your friendship again and you never should have gone in a relationship. Because well, it's just been, like, so hard to, like, get over it. Should I just not even be his friend anymore then? No, you can be his friend, but you might want to take some time in between. Mm. But yeah. I'll tell you something. He's going to do the push-pull with you and he's going to try and pull you back into being in the relationship. And it's just a healthy relationship for you. Yeah. There's so many other people out there for you. Seriously. A year from now, you're going to look back at this and laugh. Seriously. Yeah. Heather, you just got to find the right one for you. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Well, hey, Heather, keep listening to the podcast. Maybe one of these days we'll have you call back in and give us, give us an update on kind of where you're at. But thank you so much for calling in. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good day. All right, Danny, we have one more. We're going to call Victoria in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. Victoria, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, so I have Psychic Danny on the line, and I understand you might have a question for her. I do. Let's hear it. All right. Have I met the person that I'm going to marry yet? Is there one specific person that you're asking about? Not As far as that's already in your mind and you're wondering if that's the one? And not necessarily. I don't, but I feel like I'm 25. I feel like everyone's like, you've already met the person you're going to marry by that time in your life. Oh, not at all. <laughs> not at all, honey. You've got so much time to go. Wait, Danny, I have the same question for you now. I'm curious. I'm 26. Have I met the girl that I'm going to marry? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely not for Dean. But with Victoria, give me a moment to to see if you actually have. But in general, it takes some people to their 50s to meet the person that they're going to marry. So give me just a moment, Victoria. Okay. I would say no. You've met a man that 
well, not a man, a guy, because he feels younger than a man, but you've met a guy who is soulmate, but not in a romantic sense. Okay. Okay, but it's going to be, I'd say about two to three years before you meet marriage material. But you're going to have hey. a lot of fun up until then. Ooh, lots of fun. Lots hey, of fun. I love having fun. That's a good thing. <laughs> and that's what you need right now. Just enjoy. And I will just keep enjoying the weekend. Yeah, you're going to know it when you meet the guy. I mean, you're going to know it right off the bat, and he's going to know it. Perfect. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for calling in. We hope that helps. Um, good luck on your thank quest. You. Oh, you too. <laughs> All right. Have a great day. Bye, you too. All right. Danny, that was impressive. You got a couple of those spot on. Uh, well, thank you, but it's not about ego. I'm just trying to help. Perfect. All right, Danny. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time to call in and help some of the listeners. Um, you got some of them spot on. It was actually really impressive. But uh, we need to move on. But if, if any of the listeners out there would like to get a reading from Danny Brown, you're more than welcome to email her at intuitiveinsight@awl.com, and it's spelled I N the number two I T V. I-N-S-I-G-H-T, so intuitiveinsight at AOL.com. Or you can email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Um, and, you, you know, if you have any other questions or you want to talk to Danny specifically, again, you're able to email her at intuitiveinsight at AOL.com. Um, and, Danny, thank you again so much for the time. Thank you for calling in. Um, some of the, the, the listeners, I mean, definitely sounds like they appreciate it and, you know, hoping for the best for everyone. I am too, Dean, and you as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Give it a little time, Dean, okay? Just be patient, like you were saying. Exactly, and you'll know when she's the right one. Okay. Watch the cues. Don't listen to what she says. Watch her actions. Okay. I, I, uh, I can definitely understand that. All right, well, okay. thank, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Take care, Dean. Bye. Bye-bye. I hate to be I, – I mean, I just think inherently about everything I'm skeptical. I, I enjoy being a skeptic. I think that it's important to be skeptical about most, if not everything. It's difficult for me to jump fully on board with the psychic readings. Maybe just because I don't understand it to the extent that I'm supposed to. But it's easy to make broad, overarching claims about basically everyone that applies to a lot of people's lives. Um, I don't necessarily... like The thing that maybe makes me the most uncomfortable with it is people take this stuff to heart. So if if someone says... You haven't met the husband that you're, or you haven't met the person you're going to marry yet. Then that person, if they want to fully believe it, they're going to discount every relationship that they have now because they're like, okay, like I haven't met the person yet. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily need to worry about any of my current or past relationships because I'm still looking for the one that I'm going to marry. And that kind of doesn't sit well with me because it, it closes a lot of doors and it, it doesn't necessarily allow you to, I don't know, just kind of live life as you're supposed to live it. It, it makes you kind of, more narrow-sighted. But again, that's just my take on it. I, I know that everyone kind of takes these psychic readings with a grain of salt, but I know that there's also a select few that um, take it basically as gospel and follow it devoutly. And, you know, more power to them. If it works for them, that's great. I just, I'm, I'm going to remain skeptical. <laughs> All right, so we're between psychics right now. I, uh, I don't want to leave anyone on hold. We have Talia from Toronto who wants to know if she's crazy or if she's a crazy girlfriend like her ex thinks. Talia, are you there? Yeah, hi, I'm here. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So I, I have to admit, we don't have a psychic on the line right now. I just saw you call in, and I figured it was a question that I could help you with instead of having to you know rely too heavily on the psychics. 
Yeah, no, I think you're just as reliable as a psychic. Thank you so much. All right, so describe your situation to me, and, and maybe we can talk through it together. Okay, so I'm in high school, so I'm, like, small. But um, I had an ex, and he's like, honestly, like, you're the craziest ex-girlfriend. Like, he obviously really dislikes me. And it's like, you're super crazy, like, is very upset with me. And, like, I personally think, like, I'm super sane. And, like, I don't think I'm a crazy girlfriend. Like, I think I'm pretty lenient with the guys I see. But, like... I guess he thinks opposite. So, like, I don't know if I just bruised his ego. Because, like, our breakup didn't end well. How did you guys break up? Okay, so he broke up with me because, like, he is, like, kind of, like, a really popular guy at our school and is used to his girlfriend's, like, like, falling out of sea, idolizing him. And I was super distant and kind of, like, I guess emotionally unavailable were his words. Sure. Okay, so then then he ended it with you? Pardon? And then he ended it with you? Yeah, he ended it with me. So what what actions do you uh, express that he thinks are crazy? See, that's the thing. Like, he's never clear on them. He's just like, she's psycho. Like, I guess I was, he sees that I was, like, flirty with other people in our relationship, which I see differently. And, like, he is like, oh, like, you were, like, manipulative. And, like, I'm worried that I'm like, maybe I was. Like, maybe I'm super crazy. Have you talked to any of your friends or his friends about the relationship? Yeah, so I've talked to, like, so a lot of our friends tried to stay neutral about us because, like, it was, like, a huge thing in our school, our breakup. But, um, like, my friends were like, okay, like, you're obviously crazy because, like, girls are crazy sometimes. But, like, I, they don't think I'm a crazy girlfriend. But do then you, his friends are like, no, you're crazy. Do you guys, like, talk or text ever, you and your ex? No, no, not at all. Not at all. So all of this, all of this craziness that he's basing it off of is just, like, social interaction through your friends, through school, through parties, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, unless you're doing something that you're not telling me, it sounds like you're not very crazy. I think he's probably... Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think, honestly, like you said, if he's this popular guy, um, he probably isn't used to being rejected in any sort of way or or not you know, having someone open up to them, maybe. Have you, have you ever, like, stolen his phone or, like, logged on to his Facebook or anything like that? Like, oh, my God, no. Okay. Like, definitely not. Has he has he blocked you on Instagram or Facebook or anything? Yeah, all social media. He blocked you. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I've blocked girls in the past, and yeah. why do guys do that? Like, I don't understand the whole blocking thing. Um, I just for me per uh, for me specifically, I just didn't want them to have an avenue to reach out to me. So I didn't want them. That's to, fair. I didn't want them to be able to text me or or DM me on Instagram or whatever it is. That was my and, and I don't want to kind of allow that Pandora's box to open back up. So that's why I did it personally. Um, yeah, that makes sense. For him blocking you, I don't know. I think that maybe we're missing some bits of the story. How long were you guys together for? We were together for six weeks. Oh, my gosh. What a short relationship. No, shortest relationship ever. If he Okay, so if he were to come back to you and he said, Talia, I miss you. I want to take you back. Would you get back together with him? Oh, no. He was like, okay, he was like a little abusive, not going to lie. Verbally or physically? Um, like physically what um and so and he's like since like we broke up spreads all these rumors about okay i take back everything i said he is clearly a crazy person you don't need to worry about anything i mean he's got like this maybe this ego that's like like you said not used to being bruised like it is and and here yeah here you are kind of not being able not giving him what he wants and he's not used to that i guess yeah i think that's what it is i'm glad that you're like confirming this for me though i don't don't think you're crazy i think he sounds very crazy thanks that's so great (laughs) 
Um, will you? Okay, so I'm I'm kind of curious to to get updates from you every once in a while. Can you can we talk to you in like maybe a couple of weeks and see where everything's going with this? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'd love to talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Thank you. I hope that helped, um, Talia. Thank you so much for calling in. Good luck with everything. And thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Best of luck with uh, high school. You not you too. You're out in <laughs> high school, but thanks. Yeah, of course. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. So we just spoke with Danny, who is a psychic. She says she's she's practicing medium uh, work a little bit. But next up, we have Lisa Devine, uh, psychic number two for the podcast today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring her in. And we're gonna have her talk to some of the the callers. Uh, Lisa, are you there? Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much for calling in. I'm good. Absolutely. How are you doing, Dean? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, Lisa, can you tell us a little bit more about you? Because you're a psychic, right? Or do you prefer to go by a different title? I know it's so funny. All the uh, all of us who have these abilities, we have so many different titles. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could call, there's a, a lot of different titles. I do a lot of different things, a lot of spiritual counseling and, and, uh, and intuitive counseling and things like that. But I would tell you that my most, the thing that I do 100% of the time is that I have this ability to see, physically see and communicate and speak with angels. Oh. And so they actually are the ones who really have the highest percentage of coming in and giving me the most messages. So I guess we could call myself an angel whisperer or <laughs> okay, an psychic, a- intuitive, or yeah. Maybe like a medium. So these angels are people Absolutely. of importance to whoever it is that you're speaking through. Is that? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's amazing. Okay, great. Well, Lisa, so we're going to just jump right onto the phones and take a couple callers. And I'd love for you and I to maybe discuss a little bit more about me later on, if that's okay. Absolutely. I have tons of a uh, message for you as well. I can't wait. All right. Well, so we're going to start with yes. um, Sarah over in Washington, D.C. Sarah, are you there? Hey, yeah, I'm going to jump off the treadmill. Oh. <laughs> Sarah's in the gym. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's my first day back from an injury. Gotcha. All right, so Sarah, so you have Lisa Devine, who is a psychic angel whisperer on the phone here. What kind of questions do you have for her? So um, I was just wondering, I like grew up around about a lot of like negative relationships with my family, and I'm wondering if that's going to be, like, if that's still affecting my like love life, I guess. Yeah, you know, it actually is the, it is absolutely the driving force, but you have surpassed the negativity by right now getting to this point of having the awareness that you have right now about this negativity instead of being, you know, immersed in it and being totally engulfed in it is that is the point that you've gotten to right now. That is that you're, you know, 99% of the way all the way through this. So that awareness is actually the key for your surpassing it right now. And that negativity is also part of the path for you to be able to take things and shift them in a different way. But what you need to do is look at yourself and look at the way that this negativity has infused into your life a little bit. Maybe look at some of the past patterns and the habits that you've had with people that you pick or people that you choose to surround yourself with. And this isn't just in your love relationships, but it's also friendships. Um, when we have a lot of negativity or in, in negativity, excuse me, in our life, we tend to become comfortable with it. Even if it's not something we want, it's something that we feels normal to us. And then we start, start to draw in people that, you know, have that same energy and we start to, you know, deal with it. We kind of feel happy that we're challenged, you know, with it. And we kind of 
are like, I know how to break through this. But at the end of the day, we want to just get it, you know, straight out of our life. So absolutely, it does have something to do with it, but it was a purpose for it. And there's a, this is a path that you're on that was meant to get you to this exact spot of this awareness that you have right now. And so this is the time where you can start to make the changes and be really intentional about not letting any more of that into your life from now here on out. Oh, that's awesome. I just like, yeah, I always want to try to keep it out of my life, but it it kind of sneaks back in there. So I'm always trying to keep, I guess, try to be more self-aware. And it's very sneaky. They come in different ways. So it's interesting. It won't come in the same way as that, that negative person that comes in in one way, you know, in your childhood other people will come in in a different way and it almost is masked as if it's a very whole different type of energy, but it's very much the same in the undercurrent of that person. So just being aware and keeping yourself very aware of it, how your body feels, that's going to be your biggest barometer and your biggest compass is for you to take a look at how does my body feel when I'm around this person? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel tired? Or do, do I feel revised? Do I feel awake? And that is going to be the, the compass that you want to use to continue going on your path. Great. Sarah, Thank I, you so I, much. I, I hope you caught all that. That's, that was quite a bit. That's great. Yeah, I'm like, kind of like, I can't even think of the word to respond. I guess like that's kind of something I've been wanting to hear. Um, and definitely like that's good energy to be like, going into, like, the holiday season with, especially because, like, you can be around negative people and negative energy with that much family. So, like, I really yeah. appreciate that. Love Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Sarah, well, thank you so much for calling in. Um, get back to your workout and have a happy holiday season, okay? <laughs> thank you. Thank you both as well. Sending your feeling vibes as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Lisa, we're going to move to Leslie in Mesa, Arizona next. Hello. Hey, Leslie, it's Dean and Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you guys? I'm doing well. So, Hi. so we have Lisa Devine. What's your question for her? She's the psychic. Um, okay, so I've been married for going on four years now, and I'm only 22. Um, but we and my husband have had three kids together in that four-year um, timeline. So he's wanting more children. I am done. <laughs> Completely done. <laughs> so I guess my question to you is, um, do you see any more kids in my future or not? No. Get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can agree with that. No. I, I think that it would be, I mean, look, co- questions like that can go either way. And I don't, and I, you know, because people can make, you have free will, so you can, you know, move back and forth and you can choose whatever really you would like. But if you're asking me, you know, intuitively, absolutely, I I believe that you're done and you have an entire um, growth period that's showing up. You have a whole new life coming for you that is beyond the children and and you're going to want to be able to put your attention on that. So do a compromise with him and ask him, you know, if there's some other way that he can, you know, you know, you guys can compromise and find another way that he can satisfy that itch for having another baby. But I do feel like it's, it's the time is, is that's, that's finished now. Just have a lot of pictures up on the wall, get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
Leslie, yeah. Leslie and I, I just want to voice my opinion as well. I fully agree with Lisa. I think that, um, I mean, obviously I don't have the psychic intuition that she has, but I think that if, if your husband really wants to have another child, if you don't want to, at the end of the day, it's your choice, right? And maybe consider adoption, maybe consider a, a dog, I think is a great choice. Um, but I, I don't think that, I don't want you to feel pressured into doing that just because it's something that he wants. It should be a, a, a you know, a mutual agreement for that. that. That's my take on it. I just wanted to at least voice that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, Leslie. Well, we hope that helped. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, best of luck. And we'll talk to you later. Thank and you guys tell her so much. also when she's listening later to take a very deep breath. First thing every morning for you would be a really beautiful thing. Take a nice deep breath and then get through that day because you're busy, girl. Sounds like it. <laughs> I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of luck to you. Right. Thank you, guys. All right, bye. All right, Lisa, we have one more caller. We're going to go over to Fiona in New York. Fiona, are you there? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So so we have Lisa Devine on the line. She's your psychic. What kind of question do you have for her? So I think my boyfriend's going to break up with me. Uh-oh. Mm. Okay. And what is yeah. the question? Is he going to break up with me? Yeah. Break up with him first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, um, I think that what he's doing right now is toying with the idea. He's going back and forth, and I don't think that he actually has a legitimate feeling one way or the other. I think that he goes back and forth each day and or each moment or each minute. And um, and that would be, if I can just be empowering on, on the other hand, is, yes, I can see him wobbling back and forth. So if he is really of importance to you and this is something that you really want to pursue, then then I would get into a really nice, deep, vulnerable, communicative place with him. Or I would just be, you know, asking yourself, am I being honored? Is this the kind of relationship I want to be in where somebody is, can't decide if they want to be with me, but they're not speaking to me about it or not trying to work through it. And then I would yeah. actually make my own decision on that, you know, before I would put too much thought into, is he going to do it? I would start to consider my own options of what would I like for my own life? Mm-hmm. I think that's where, where you where you're at right now um, and maybe just seeing it from that perspective of what would you like to, you know, who would you like to be around? Who would you like to be with? Who would you like to be spending and and creating a life with? You can't create a life with somebody who is keeping their own, you know, uh, back and forthness from you. Yeah. Like I want someone who's like, who knows they want to be with me. And like, I don't want to build a life with someone who's like, so unsure, you know? Right. So, it's yeah, almost it's like he's doing things to make you break up with him. Yeah, he's been, like, really weird lately. Hmm. Yeah, he's not having the nerve to do it. And, like, yeah. you know, that's not the man you need. That's not going to help no, you No, not at all. Oh, honey, yeah. I have to get enough in a minute. I don't need him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, that's the energy. That's the perception you want to stand in. Instead of putting it on thinking about what he's thinking, you want to you want to definitely stand your root your feet into the ground and ask yourself no mm-hmm. no 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 all I can control is right here in what's in what's within me and what would I have another woman do what would I ask for another person if they were in this situation and then I'm going to choose that yeah. same thing for myself 
thank you so much. That was such good You're advice. You're so welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> All right, Fiona. Well, thank you so much for calling in and asking the question. We hope that helped. Um, Thank you so much. I love you so much, Dean. You're so welcome. <laughs> and, uh, and and thank you for listening, and best of luck with everything. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, Lisa. Great job. I think, I think on all three of those calls. Now it's just me and you, girl. <laughs> all right. <laughs> to this. How uh, much time do we have left? <laughs> we have as much time as you want. It really depends. Uh, oh, my gosh. So it's so funny because I've just been getting bombarded with um with you know information for you uh-huh. and honestly have not i don't i didn't know who you were i wasn't aware of of you know anything about you but um was getting these beautiful strong messages for you first of all uh just some of the things that were just coming in right off the bat was that there's this really deep like misunderstanding about you that has been you know from a lot of people have been misunderstanding you, and then it's almost like you've looked around and seen that and then turned it around on yourself and started to misunderstand yourself. Hmm. I, uh, I, you have this, yeah? No, no, continue. I'm sorry. No, no, tell me what were you going to say because I wanted to hear. <laughs> you. Well, I was going to say I think that well, there, there does seem to be misunderstanding about me. I think I can agree with that statement. Um, I think that I was labeled something that I'm not. Uh, again, I think that yes. my actions reflected the label, and I'm not arguing that point at all. Um, okay. But at the core, I just know that's not right. So um, that's okay. Good. That's okay. I guess me agreeing with that part of it at least. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah, there is a a sensitivity, like a really deep sensitivity to you, and there is a really strong desire for love, and. It's almost like what, you know, the angels are showing me is that you have this idea of what a relationship should be, and you're looking at, like, this idea of what it should be, but in actuality, you are on this path that you you haven't really, it, it hasn't, you know, went into full, like, opening up of this path and this purpose yet. So you're kind of still on it and you can't really get to see that you're actually changing the paradigm of what love looks like for a lot of people. And you're actually being able to expose this new kind of paradigm for love. This one that is, you know, what is, you know, it's like showing me each person you're showing each person, you're like this model of hope that's showing them, you know, what is your love story? What is your idea of love? What does it look like for you so that everybody has this different kind of perfect, I'm putting that in quotes, relationship, but it's based upon all of our imperfections. And, and you're kind of in the same place. You have this, um, it, they're showing me that you had this ultimately this idea. And if you were looking at this idea and if you weren't doing that idea, then you were assuming that you were judging that you were doing something wrong. Right. And so what they're telling me is to look instead of stop, you know, instead of looking at other people or looking at like, ooh, did I hurt that person or keeping your gaze just on all of the other um, people, basically turning it on yourself and looking into yourself and, and having compassion there for who you are, you know, for what works for you, for being really vulnerable, you know, using your sense of humor, using your... Um, you know, your knowledge and this vulnerability that you have that you're exposing to everybody and, and kind of working in that way. Um, 
So, so I guess you're, what, yeah. what you're saying in summation of all that is, is don't necessarily allow myself to get put into a box. Because I think, I think to your initial point is there is a lot of, for the first time in my life, first time I've experienced it, yeah. there is a lot of outside influence on me both individually and in a, a, a presumptive relationship or a prospective relationship, whatever it is. And yeah. I, I think to that initial point that you made is it's hard to not let other people influence the idea of what a relationship is for me when obviously it varies from person to person. So I think what what, yeah. you're, what you're saying is don't necessarily allow that influence to take effect. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to say is that you are completely out of the box and trying to fit in the box is just, this is not, your purpose is to be out of the box mm-hmm. and your purpose is to, to have this completely other, you know, relationship. There's a relationship coming for you and she is a grounded girl and she sees you, but it is, it's a completely different love than you're uh, imagining that it would be. And so they're saying basically bust up that whole idea of what you are thinking that it is so that this new one can come through this real organic, imperfect love, you know, that's completely authentic to you and it's it's a perfect thing for you. It wouldn't be perfect for other people, you know. But then you're then by doing that, you're being this model for people of finding their own love that works for them, so that they bust out of their own box. And what, because we're in a time right now where everybody's busting out of the box, and we just don't do relationships the way we used to do them anymore. What do I have to do to receive that love? What do I have to do to open myself up to be able to find it? I know that this is the best part. You don't have to do anything. They're telling me it's just going to come in and slap you in the face. Like literally if a girl comes to you in the next little while, it slaps you in the face. That's the one. (laughs) She's the one. Um, They're they're telling me to have you turn it on to yourself and start to just spend the time. Like give yourself a lot of time alone. Like they're showing me outdoors is really good for you. Mm -hmm. Take a walk on the beach. Go do some kind of exercise or activity that you love to do. Something where you can kind of just get into this space of being in your own energy, because the more that you're okay and understanding yourself, the more that she's able to see you because you can see yourself. Okay. Interesting. So just continue to live my life as I, as I want to live it essentially. Continue living your life and just being introspective and, and turning it into yourself. Exactly. You have already this best for life. You have this, they're showing me such a deep sensitivity inside this, like really beautiful, loyal, affectionate um you're just a really caring person and i think that that's actually hurt you before because that's you know it's almost like you're exposing yourself and you're raw and you're vulnerable and you know that can actually seem to other people like you know it can backfire on you it it kind of has hurt you before to be that way or that you come across in a way that that wasn't your intention. And so they're asking you to have compassion for yourself, to be able to look at yourself and, and really, you know, know that you're coming from a really big heart mm-hmm. is the bottom line. I do. All of your intentions. I do. I do think that that's pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, good. I have a question. So earlier when we first introduced you, you said that you, uh, are an angel whisperer of sorts, correct? And when you do that, yeah. do you do you find yourself having to be in the same room as the person? Do you are you able to do it over the phone? How does that work? 
I'm able to do it over the phone. I'm able to do it everywhere, anywhere. It's really interesting. All right, so I have a quick, um, I have a quick question to yeah. ask you then. Yeah. So, um, so I just recently got this tattoo on my back, on my shoulder okay. last week. I got a butterfly because okay. butterflies are symbolic of angels. Uh, at least in, I think according to like Japanese lore or something along those lines. Get so, out of here. So, oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so when I was 10 years old, I've never, I don't really share this story often. Not many people know this about me. When I was 10 years old, I had this best friend. His name was Hunter Holly Scott. He was okay. the same age as me. We had the exact same birthday. And, you know, at that age, you find you're grasping at straws to find, you know, commonalities between each other. So having the same birthday as someone kind of uh, allows them to be your best friend at that point. Right. So we were of course. best friends from like second grade until fifth grade. I remember one day uh, we were riding our bikes around uh, around town, around Basalt, where I grew up. And he we went to like the, the, the market to get drinks or something like that. And he killed a butterfly with his bicycle. It was this beautiful yellow monarch butterfly. Wow. And then five, maybe like 10 to 15 minutes later, we were both bicycling back home because we lived next to each other. We were neighbors. And he fell on his bicycle and then got ran over by a truck. And I was right behind him. And so I've always kind of had this strange appreciation for butterflies. And I've always wanted to get this butterfly tattoo. Um, oh, my God. He, of course, passed away that moment. But are you able to, like, speak with him at all? Wow. Um, yeah, let's, let's try to, let's try to pull him in. I will tell you this. There is an angel that has been coming to me for you specifically, and his name is Jeremiah. It's an archangel, Jeremiah. Okay. It's J-E-R-E-M-I-E-L. Jeremiah. And yeah. Interesting. And he's been, he, he's, he's letting me know that he has, been he was there hmm. during this time and actually yes there was this symbolic presence to this this is a this is a this is a, a talk further conversation as well of course but yes we have the this presence and give me this your friend's name again it was so Hunt, can, hunter holly scott hunter okay yeah um and absolutely hunter is has a uh wow I mean, there's just such a strong presence. He, he's with you. This is part of your path, this purpose that I've been speaking to you about. It's almost like he was this guide for you, that he's come in and he's still with you. I'm sure you can sense him all the time or very often. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah, it's almost like he was a guide for you. You guys came in and, ooh, I'm even getting that maybe this angel that, Jeremiah that's coming in it's almost that he's merging showing me that he had merged with that that energy so what I would assume is that he's always been with him it's like this guide for you this Jeremiah has always been a guide for you and this child was a friend but he's also was a guide for you hmm. and there's still so much more to learn from this friend he still wants to continue to be friends with you and, you know, to continue your friendship. But yes, that pivotal moment was traumatic. But in that trauma, there was also this jolt. It did something in you where uh, it fueled you with a purpose that you weren't aware of for all of these years. And it's starting to unfold right now. So I believe that the moment that you got the tattoo, which, by the way, he was with you, you know, kind of getting his own little angel imprint, <laughs> you know, and, or butterfly imprint on himself. 
this is really the time where it's you're starting your purpose is starting to awaken. And so that was almost that moment was a symbol of that, whether you're aware of that or not. He was there. It's almost like he's starting to now merge with you here at this time. I love that. Lisa, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, there's a significant part of, or there's a significant date of when, is there a date that you got the, the or a time or a moment that you decided you were going to get it or when you got it or something like that? Well, so it's kind of been in two parts. When I was 19, one of my other best friends who was very, very close to Hunter and I both got HHS in 1991 to 2003 okay. on her back for, you know, just basically to commemorate his life and, and kind of a bonding of our friendship altogether. And then this past weekend, I've, I've always toyed around and thought about the butterfly tattoo. I've always like told my friends that I wanted to get a butterfly tattoo. And they're always like, no, you can't get a butterfly tattoo. Like that's too like early or whatever. And every single time I'm like, like you don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm just going to do it. And then so one of, my, one of my great friends and I both went to the tattoo parlor last week. And um, I mean, I love it personally. I think uh, it, it, it's girly, but it's, it's important to me. And I think that's the, the most it's important great. thing. It's great. It's absolutely great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a beautiful um I have the chills talking about it because there's a really strong connection between you and him and it's almost like in that moment yes he was jolted into another uh realm but there was a very very strong um union between you two that surpasses these realms and dimensions that that he's been with you. He is a guide. He's an absolute guide, and you can talk to him whenever, and he will be there, and he will answer, and he will find a way always to lead you, to guide you, to mentor you, and to and he will communicate and, and open doors for you as well. I love that. Well, yeah. I, I, know yeah. You said, I know you said that a lot of this conversation is kind of left to be had at a later time when we have more <laughs> time to discuss, and I agree with you. I think I'd love to talk with you a little bit more about it, um, but for now, Absolutely. Uh, Lisa, I wanted to thank you one more time for, for calling in and you know, speaking with our listeners and, and giving me more insight, both to, to my romantic life and, and my friends. And, um, you know, I really do appreciate yeah. all of it. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. If any of the listeners want to reach out to to Lisa, um, you can go to her website, themodernmagdalene.com. That's the modern M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-E.com. Um, and Lisa, thank you again. And I, like I said, I'd love to continue a conversation with you later on. And, you know, maybe we can awesome. talk about it. We'll connect later. soon. All right. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was that was an interesting day for me. No, he died in front of you. Yeah, he was maybe like fifteen feet in front of me. It was pretty traumatic. I remember. I mean, if I I, I remember very specifically, it wasn't just his his head is the one that got ran over. So like it was this big burly truck that was like working construction for the day, and he was like riding with his uh, forearms on the handlebars, to, like open a soapy bottle or something like that. And he like lost his balance, fell over, and as he hit the ground, the truck came by and and ran over his head. It was very traumatic, and and I mean, I definitely had a lot to work through from that point. But uh, at that age, I still had my mother, so my mother was very supportive and 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 wanted me to be able to work through all my issues with her. Um, so it definitely helped strengthen my relationship with my mother. And then, you know, I, like I said, I got this tattoo with one of my other best friends, and uh, even like at our high school graduation, um, I was voted on by my peers to like give a a, a speech in commemoration and and honoring Hunter. So. Um, to Lisa's point, I think that uh, he has kind of given me a lot of guidance, uh, whether it's directly or indirectly, um, as a spirit or, or just as a as an individual. So, um, again, it's not really a, st- a story that I share often. So it's weird to have a platform to kind of speak about wow. it. Wow, <laughs> that is a rough story. Yeah. Um, anyways, I want to thank my guest today, 
Sandy in Franklin, Wisconsin, who doesn't like me, but I tried to win her over. Maybe we'll have her on later on. Again, that's Mark's uh, mother-in-law. We also had Danny Brown on, who is the psychic. And if you need her, you can email her or or just email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. And then last but certainly not least, we had Lisa Devine, who was the angel whisperer slash psychic. And she can be found at themodernmagdalene.com. I just spelled, spelled it for you, but it's the modern M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-E.com. Um, so next week... I'm very hopeful to have a couple of my fellow castaways from Paradise on. Uh, probably the cutest couple. Well, I guess the only couple. Well, no, besides Taylor and Derek. The, one of the cutest couples to come out of Bachelor in Paradise this season. Uh, Raven and Adam. You know, Adam and I became very close friends over the course of my season. And then throughout Paradise. And Raven, I think, is, is a gem. A little bit of a firecracker. But they're incredible together. Uh, they just spent the weekend in Arizona for Adam's home te- uh, homecoming for college. And um, they just seem to be very much in love. And I'd love to be able to get them on and... Talk about what makes them work, what advice they have for me from their perspective, and uh, and yeah, just kind of talk about things. So, so next week, that's what we're looking forward to. Um, my name is Dean, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen. This was episode six, Halloween edition of Help, I Suck at Dating. Again, my name is Dean, and maybe next week I'll suck a little bit less. Follow Help, I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 